previously on the animation aficionados. So we're talking about the Faux 25 reboot. I think reboot is overrated. Neil, can you back me up? No, no. Neon Genesis Evangelical Church. It spirals into insanity. Boku Ranu. Someone's going to call shenanigans on you. I'm going to call shenanigans on you. Scooby-Doo. It was Scrappy. He saved the show. Scrappy was the original Poochie. Are you sure you're not getting your eras wrong? Flintstones. The Jetsons. The Jetsons deserve it more than the Flintstones. Naruto. Believe it. Naruto. I like the series better when it was called Dragon Ball Z. This had more filler than most sausages. George Lucas's Clone Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan, and that means I hate it most of all. Sea Lab 2021. <gasps> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Boondocks. I know an indie guy who wears a kilt. Rugrats. That came out at the same time as Doug and Ren and Stimpy. So basically you have a Cadillac, you have a Ford, and you have a Fiat. It was like second-rate Muppet Babies. South Park is next on the list. Do people actually race home and watch that every week? No. Speaking of something that's faded, The Simpsons. Simpsons cannot be killed, but we cannot kill what has no life. Next on the list is Danny Phantom. Fairly Odd Parents School-Based Revenge Fantasy. Agreed. Moving on. Teen Titans. It tries so hard to be anime. They did a movie where they went to Japan just so they could insert Japanese references. Just so they could fight a Godzilla-like character. Just so they could have cat girls. Just so they could do karaoke. Just so they could do about 10 minutes of Akira in the movie. I hate you, Teen Titans. <laughs> and now part two of the Faux 25. Next on the list is Fox's Spider-Man, which is put high on lots of lists. And I don't understand why, because... It just doesn't age well. Is that the one with the, the shitty theme song? And the shitty CGI. Yes. The, the, and the animation recycling and uh, Venom driving an 18-wheeler. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of uh, demographic were they trying to reach with, with that, with the 18-wheeler? I'm sorry, that's just the funniest thing I've ever... <laughs> Why would he need that? I think thought it would looked intimidating to have Venom it's... like honking the horn, chasing Spider-Man. I want to see that. Wheeler. Well, they I... can't punch each other. They had to do something. Yeah. I want to see that as a series now. Just Venom driving across the country in his black eighteen-wheeler truck. I don't know. Like the Dukes of Hazard, eating brains and chocolate. Well, they could do a crossover with that one, what was it, Ulysses S. U.S. 1, yes. Yeah, they could do a crossover with that, the guy with the coin. The uh, the Fox Spider-Man series is overrated, and like I said on about these earlier I, entries, I think it has a lot to do with nostalgia over quality. Because I, I think they put them on the list, and I think they didn't actually watch the show again before they put it on the list. Uh, one of my favorite, my favorite in a mocking way this time moments in the Spider-Man series is lots of the moments in the Secret War arc. The Secret War, if you don't know, was actually a Marvel comic arc where they had actually all the Avengers, the X-Men, etc., etc., all on this planet fighting their villains and the Beyonders, like, watching it all. Okay. And uh, in in the Spider-Man series, they did that in a very condensed way where they brought only, like, half the... Well, one-fourth of those heroes, really. And uh, if that much. And... Spider-Man was picking his heroes to be on his team, and he picks Storm because he said out loud that he thought Storm could match the powers of the Beyonder after he watched the Beyonder teleport him across the universe and speed up time by a year in a second. All right. So weather manipulation equals 
reality manipulation, according to Spider-Man. Fair enough. And the by, funny... that, by that point, the show is firmly off the rails. Did they bring in a baby by by the end of it? No, but what's really funny is, you know, they they actually had the smartest people in the Marvel universe. They actually had Reed Richards, Tony Stark, working on the teleporter to make it work one more time. So they were essentially cheating. Okay. And they could bring anybody from Earth. And who did Spider-Man pick? Yeah, not no, not someone like Doctor Strange or the Hulk or someone that could help. They picked the Black Cat, who essentially right. is like Marvel's Catwoman. Yeah. She she actually had arguably had super strength, but that's neither here nor there when you could bring mm-hmm. in like uh, Thor or Doctor Strange. And I think Spider-Man he actually admitted that he really only brought her there. Because, you know... A booty call. A lot of guys. Oh, There's only, only one woman there, and she's married. Sausage fest. Oh, Storm, Storm was there, so too. Was, yeah. So he wasn't, uh, he wasn't with Mary Jane or whoever. Mary Jane, Mary Jane in the, uh, in the uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z vernacular fell into another dimension. Okay. Well, no, no, but she literally fell into another dimension. I know, but that's, oh, that's so okay. abusing. Well, yeah, but if you say it in the Dragon Ball Z thing, they'll assume... No, no, that's the thing, it, because no. it's, another question is, is... If you say it in the context of DBZ, people will assume that she died. But they said on the show another dimension, so it's kind of funny because... Yeah, but she literally fell into another dimension. <laughs> she just died, and they tried to cover it up. Well, no, when you tell me when you tell me Dragon Ball Z, I think she was in a desert screaming... Well, it was for like five episodes. It was the home for the infinite losers. Oh, okay. They were watching Napa take the plane apart, and uh, <laughs> oh. all the all the passengers ejecting with parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> they blew up the cargo robot, and the cargo was people. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list, Fox's X Men. This got as high as number what was it? Number fourteen on IGN's list. Yeah, I think so. Why? How dare you, IGN? Why? Nostalgia. How dare you? I gotta say, I really, I liked that cartoon. Did you watch it recently? Cartoon. Recently? Well, yeah, because I've, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it, and it's like, that's what my point was. It was like, I liked it growing up. It got me into the actual comic book. Uh, but looking back on it. Even, like, as a kid, I would look at it, and I'm like, this is kind of wonky. Like, why are their eyes going this way and the rest of their face going the other? It's a, is, is a, do you agree it's sort of ball-bitingly bad? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, the, the, the dialogue is ridiculous. Like, one of my favorite lines is, like, from that, from that Juggernaut episode. Where, <laughs> uh, That's Neil's favorite line. What's that? What did you say? Tootie fruity. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That um, when um Jubilee tries to, you know, threaten him, and he goes, "What's she gonna do? Hit me with her diaper?" <laughs> That's my favorite line. I think nostalgia is the only thing carries it carries it so goddamn yeah. up on lists. Yeah, it's just because the... because you watch it and the animation is bad. The writing really is, is. is the writing is either taking stuff directly from the comics Great. or. Or trying to censor things from the comics, and or they have something so random like Mister Sinister using a carnivorous vine to bite Scott Summers' ball off. Was that in the comics at any point? Cause... I don't think so. I think that was actually invented in the cartoon. It was a rather sickening crunch. Seems like it. 
<laughs> and that leads us to next on the list. Uh, this one is going to get me a little bit of flack, but and I actually do like this show a lot. I just think that people overrate it because of a lot of nostalgia because it left behind a fairly good first couple of seasons, but the last season was utter shit. And people keep on forgetting that. Darkwing Duck. Oh. No, I, I don't think that's fair at all. Did you see the last season? I don't think that's... Look, the last season... Where, the, where, they, where they were actually actors and they had like producers and stuff that they worked with and they did all these behind-the-scenes stuff. and you, you saw that season, right? That I did not know about, so I rescind whatever I, the hell I was going to say. Okay, thank you. Are you, yeah, you I, I sure think, this I is think... Darkwing Duck and not Bonkers? No, it was Darkwing Duck. I, I saw no, it. No. it was, they had the, the episode where they went to the other dimension where, and no, they didn't die. They actually went to another dimension where they were cartoon characters. They brought that writer character back in the last season, and he was consulting Darkwing all the time like he was his producer. And he did several episodes with that in the last season. I'm... I do... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that sort of that sort of that sort of hurts the show, doesn't it, a little bit, Don? Yeah, I can't even process that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm gonna just go up. Go, go. Yeah, I think I think all Ben is saying is that uh, the last season just gets gets at a few demerits. Doesn't mean that it's not a good show. Well, it's sort of like how you know The Simpsons oh, got knocked yeah. off because of the last couple, well, last twelve seasons. <laughs> well, the last season of Darkwing Duck was. Pretty damn toxic. I'm going to give Darkwing Duck a little bit of credit because uh, Darkwing Duck had Kennedy cartoons working on it, but I think Disney kind of slapped him around and said, you're going to stop doing this. <laughs> this boingity boing crap. And you're going to animate right. Because <laughs> we're Disney, goddammit. And the next on the list is Disney's Duck. Not the original Nickelodeon Duck, but Disney's Duck. Oh. Oh. Sounds like I have some agreement here. Yeah. I've seen the original, but I haven't seen that version. What are what are the differences? Uh, no way, Billy West. Way too much Quail Man. You know, oh, God. No subtlety. No depth to it. Well, I don't know how much So it's is. like, it, it, it strays from, like, the original where it's, you know, it's about, like, you know, school experiences and yeah, know, it, growing up. It's... You know, like on Happy Days after Fonzie jumped the shark, and I'm not just doing that as a jump the shark reference. Yeah, yeah. But after he that, literally gone skis and was wearing the le- yeah. leather jacket. And- no, no, that's not the point. I mean, I'm saying that it's a, it's like it's like it's a- shot. It's wad. The thing about jumping the shark, it wasn't jumping the shark itself. It's that after the show, after that, you know, the episodes just weren't as good. The plots weren't, you know, they were sillier. They didn't make as much sense. And that's what Doug did. Doug took a show that was more or less realistic. More or less. I mean, you had, you know, neon people. And apparently beets were tasty. Mm-hmm. But they just turned it into some kind of wacky, childish farce for babies that didn't have Billy West on it. Thank you. It's, that was very eloquent, Don. No, it wasn't, but I appreciate your lie. Next on the list is one that I'm going to get a lot of emails about, but I think it actually really deserves it, and I what? actually tried to like this show uh, back when I was young, and I actually tried to fool myself into thinking it was good, but I recently rewatched it. It's utter shit. 
by the way, what number are we on? Number is that six. the title? The, no. the, is that the title? Utter Shit, the new series. No, it's, uh, the, it's, it's The Critic. Oh. So oh, what, I like that show. Did you rewatch it recently? No. Try. I think mm-hmm. it fares a lot better than some of these shows. It, well, it has no com- comedic timing. Um, I don't know. It depends. Depends. Well, Maybe this, some of it's but, dated because it's pre-internet. Well, let me put it this so, way: There's an episode where where the critic Jay Sherman is interviewing the spitting dinosaur from Jurassic Park, and he uh-huh. says, "I hate the part where you spit that poison on the obnoxious fat guy, and then the spitting dinosaur spits on him, and then he turns to the camera and says, did not see that coming." Uh huh. And I did, and it wasn't funny when it was in my head five seconds. Well, that was the that. oh, that was the point, though. The point was to not be funny. Well, the the point of it was that um, the point of it was to be obvious and not funny. Yes, yeah, ob- obvious to the point where it's not obvious. It's just sort of uh, like, like a uh, double double edged kind of. Thing. I'm not. I'm. I, I agree that it's 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 kind of questionable, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to go over people's heads. Well, the, well, like I said, it's uh, it has the Murphy Brown effect in full force, where topical jokes are lost now. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's was well, like even, what, even early without 90s? The, it, well, even without the topical jokes, the show just did not have much in the way of real good comedic timing. And with cartoons, especially comedy cartoons, timing is essential with jokes. If you don't have the timing, you don't have the joke. That's true. And you know, this show it was actually canceled twice. It was canceled on ABC at first. James L. Brooks begged Fox to put it on the Fox and begged Fox to make a Simpsons crossover episode, which Matt Groening actually hated that, that, that James L. Brooks did this. Mm-hmm. Because, because Matt Groening says he's using my cartoon as a, as a vehicle for his oh, failed yeah, cartoon. Yeah, launching pad. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. And Matt Groening was really pissed off about that. And I can totally understand why, because... Yeah. At first, I really tried to like the critic. I, I, I actually was thinking, you know, I can try to find critic episodes and watch them again. And I did. And then I was really shocked at how unfunny it was. It was I was trying to, to find what I liked about it back then, and I couldn't find a thing. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I, probably, I, probably should, I probably should rewatch it because... Neil, you said that I'm not... Like, get other things now that so, I'm an adult. Yeah. Neil, you you said that I might be a little unfair with the critic here. Yeah, it's not. I don't find it like, I I, I can see where it's not as funny as like The Simpsons, and it's not as funny. Certainly not as funny as uh, Futurama, but it. I, I don't know. It's one of those shows where it doesn't really offend me. It's just kind of there. Well, it, it, I mean, well, if it's not offending you, it's not doing its job right. Because it was you who said that if a comedian is not offending you, they're not doing their job. Well, see now you're 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 taking what I said out of context. <laughs> What I meant is that it's not offending me in the way that, you know, an ACOM episode of X-Men would offend me. I think I know what, what Neil's saying. It's like, comedy has to, has to offend, but it has to be good, you know, but... the com- There has but, to be a reason behind it. There has to be... No, um, you know. not like that. It's like, it has to offend, but it can't be offensive. Like yes. If, like, so, like, something, I don't know, uh, something George Carlin would say, you know, might say... Just you know, just for an example, you know, might aff- would offend you, but Gilbert Gottfried's voice is offensive. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about offensive animation. It didn't. It didn't. 
I didn't no, I... think of it as a, a show that irritated me to the point where I couldn't stand the animation. It, just, it was just kind of there, and it was the animation was okay, the jokes were okay. I was saying though that I, that I that I agreed with Neil that it that it may not have offended, but the but the animation was not offensive to the senses. That yeah, yeah that's the thing. It wasn't bad animation, but at the same time, it wasn't blowing my socks away like the Simpsons when they were doing something like really wacky or creative, they did something really wacky or creative. Like when they copy the mannerisms that Chuck's, Chuck Jones did from original Christmas with Mr. Burns and Smithers, it was, you knew what it was visually just seeing it. And, you know, the Crick never really matched that kind of, that kind of elasticity with their animation. It wasn't totally plastic, but they never I matched agree. that same amount of elasticity. I agree. It couldn't really find something to really cement it. It was just kind of all over the place. All right. Ready for the next on the list, guys? Mm-hmm. Number five is Tiny Toon Adventures. Okay. Do agree. I, I never liked it. I never I... liked that show. Well, Animatrix was so much better. Well, that's the thing. Tiny yeah. Toons tried so hard to be the kids' version of the existing Warner Brothers properties that it, it just sort of felt weird and... You could sort of tell at a certain point that the writers realized, oh, my God, the only thing we have that's worth a damn is Plucky. Let's give him his own show and forget this Tiny Toons shit. And they did. Tiny Toons is kind of, it's kind of like Baby Fozzie where he's like, where he tells a joke and then he goes, see, wasn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. You know, waka, waka, whereas, waka. Yeah, whereas, cool, yay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the show itself was just not funny. It was telling you that it was funny, yeah. but it wasn't. It was uh, the one. The one episode that I hate the most is the one with Buster's joke. Oh God! Not the story again. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that you can find it yourself on YouTube. I'm not gonna tell I, what the joke is. I'm not gonna I tell the story. I remember it vaguely, but I'm not it's... gonna tell it again because Neil's not gonna stand for it. So just look it up. The... All right, Buster's I'll do it right now. Joke. It's the it's the joke that's personified as a clown, and the clown dies because. Buster tells the bad joke once too often. And really, the whole thing just was sort of like the writers for Animaniacs getting all the bad stuff out of their system first before they wrote Animaniacs. <laughs> like what George Lucas did in reverse. In reverse, yes. Uh, George Lucas got all the good out, so he let all the bad demons in. And what Tiny Toons did for me it was just at times preachy at times very badly animated thank you kennedy and at times just not very funny it was sometimes background background noise sometimes just there and there was who what's the name of the uh, animation professional that uh, gave the tiny tunes characters those hilarious names john chris Felusi. he's like <laughs> whenever he whenever he talks about Tiny Toons, he absolutely refuses to call the characters by their actual names to the point where he's actually confusing people when he talks about the show. He's like, he's like, so uh, there was this cartoon with uh, little bugs, and people are like, little bugs, what? And he's talking about Buster, and he even after people kind of figure out what he's doing, he's he'll still be like, yeah, little bugs. You know, he won't he won't ever acknowledge the name Buster Bunny. So what's this guy's name again? John Chris Belusi, he's the guy who created Ren and Stimpy. Oh, see, I thought you were saying John Chris Belushi, and I was like, "What? Isn't he dead? Is he doing... <laughs> Why has he not like, made that's... another Brothers movie?" 
It's like, that's a miracle. He's too busy being Admiral House 5. But uh, he, he, I, calls, he calls Elmira Elmer and Drag. You know, I never actually realized the name before. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, that's, that's the one that takes people the longest to figure out. They're like, oh, that's Elmer. I, that was one of my my main beefs with Tiny Toons. Like, kind of like what you were saying earlier, like, it was, you know, you don't like, you know, preachy. It would get preachy sometimes, and it would get into this weird place where it was like, these, you know, cuddly, wacky characters were, like, dealing with, like, real-life shit, and it's like, why why are you doing this? I'm watching this show to get away from it. I don't want to be, you know, pelted with, you know, don't yeah, steal, like, don't smoke, don't blah, 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 you know. I, you're like, when are they getting to the fireworks factory? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, you know, I get this shit at school all the time. We had the D.A.R.E. program. That's what Neil? the D.A.R.E. program is for. Yeah. Neil, you told that joke before. I did? Yes. Well, not not on this episode. That's just a running gag. Is it Buster's joke? No. I was t- I was talking with a fr- with the with a friend and some guys on a message board about this about the uh, well the the, the new lo- the, you know the new Looney Tunes cartoons where they're all like oh they're all friends and they live in the suburbs together and they go to they go to high school reunions Ew. and all yeah exactly but I I said you know I said the problem with the, with with this show is that it's it's safe and that's one thing yeah. that, that Looney Tunes shouldn't be. And I think that Tiny Toons was the same thing because it was just taking the Looney Tunes and making them younger. And politically correct and safe. Exactly. Yeah, and they're all that's, buddies and it's like that's not that's not what happens. And that's, yeah, that's, where, where are the blackface gags? Oh god. <laughs> no they thank actually, you. They had they had two old blackface characters in one episode. Yeah, they made them non blackface. Yeah, they made them into into like proto animaniacs. Yeah, and by the way, that's one thing I hate because they changed them enough to where they weren't recognizable anymore. And while animaniacs did the opposite, where they said that anime, the the uh, the Warners used to star in cartoons with Buddy, and Buddy actually was an old Warner Brothers cartoon character that sucked. And all these uh, Warners and Buddy cartoons are the Warners utterly abusing the hell out of Buddy. Are you are you talking about um? Are you talking about Bosco and Honey that episode, or is that, yeah, or is that just hate, like a, yeah, a riff? Bosco and Honey were like blackface to the extreme in the forties. Uh, I remember, like on Nickelodeon, like a long time ago, like they used to show Bosco shorts in between, and you know that that's like bathroom break stuff. But one time I sat through it, and it's it's called Hold Anything, and it's the creepiest cartoon I've ever seen. Like there's a like he's playing a saw. And then there's like a mouse bouncing on it, and then he cuts the mouse's head off, and the fucking oh. the head and the mouse are bouncing with it, and it's playing music. It's so weird. It's like it's like David Lynch type of shit. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, no child should see that. Well, you gotta remember those old cartoons were aired in movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still, just because like some of the cartoons are now you know acceptable for children doesn't mean that all of them are. So, you know, so you should exercise discretion. Like and personally, you... I'm just going to say this again. I never thought blackface was racist growing up because I think nobody really thought it was racist after, like, the 50s or the 60s because you know why people didn't? Because the minstrel show stopped. And people who never saw the minstrel show would never know blackface was racist. What you're saying is that audiences, well, later audiences, had no context for it. But 
I don't think there was any ambiguity when uh, when the bird bath fell over on top of uh, Tomcat's head and they did the China music. I'm easy. I was never offended. No, I'm sorry. I've I've got to disagree with you there because like even though even though you know they don't do it anymore. If you if you're a white guy and you dress up like a black guy, well, it's not even that. You know what the blackface gag was usually in those old cartoons. Somebody mm-hmm. got an expl- explosion happened on their face or near their face, and all of a sudden their face is covered in black soot. That's what. Okay, the- I see. I see. I see what you mean now. You're you're saying that the you're saying that the gag. Yeah, the gag. The black okay, I, gag. I never knew that that was racist. Yeah, like I said, the context is lost. All yeah. right. I thought. I thought. Okay. I thought you meant like the concept. The no, if they did, if they did like a, you know, those old cartoons where they actually did like a five minute long blackface thing. You know, then I'd be sort of like putting the pieces together, but I'm talking about the ones that everybody's seen a million times, the explosion and womp, 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 womp. That, you didn't know what that was. No, I have to agree with you there. I don't know. I, I didn't, actually, I don't remember that, but I'm, I'll am take your word for it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The, I, yeah, I it, the it, it was quite a few years before I realized what was going on in those cartoons. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Without the minstrel show being around, nobody knew it was racist. It was just that's, that's one of those things where I'm still I'm kind of not sure what side of the fence I'm on. I, I think I think cutting them out entirely begs more draw, questions. It makes yeah, it kind of draws more attention to it. Yeah, yeah. you think it's oh, again, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a like a, a Huck Finn situation. You yeah. Think. yeah, yeah, yeah. But on yep. the other hand, we are in the mm-hmm. internet age, and I think more attention would be drawn to it anyway now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then they'll see the original version, and then they'll be, the, and then they'll ask questions. Yeah. Plus, you have all these people on the internet who would basically, even if you didn't know what it was, you'd have all these people on the internet who would tell you anyway. And, yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the '80s, we had no such thing. Yeah. And next on the list, Bobby's World, which I think is another one that's elevated up by nostalgia. Oh, don't yeah, you know? Yeah, I liked that show growing up. Yeah. It w- I agree though that it was it's not anything special, but it was it was fun at least. But it's on lists, and I don't know why. It was Howie yeah. Mandel doing his Skeeter voice. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, because he always says it's the Bobby voice, and I'm like, no, that's Skeeter. Wait, you wait. just Skeeter? what's that? And Gizmo. Yeah, from, from Muppet Babies. You wait. He was he was Skeeter. Yeah, for, for a while. some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Next on the list is Space Ghost Coast to Coast. For I'm assuming for the same reason as uh yes. Lake, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well that well this show is like barely a cartoon. I mean you have it's just a live set live and and and, and uh, some guy in live action on the screen. It's kind of uh, a wacky uh flash animation. It's on a lot of top lists. Mm. Well it was funny. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a good show. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do agree with you that it's not like it's not like really groundbreaking animation or anything. And it... well, it's mostly live action though. It's uh... no, but it's it's kind of like though, like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. You know, it's yeah, it's it's basically a skit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like even though it's like ninety percent of what of what MST three K did was what you know was looking at what someone else did and laughing at it or making and I mean and writing jokes about it and honestly, it was good jokes but it was still you know just a reaction to what someone else did and that's basically the same thing as as space ghost 
But that doesn't mean though that that it's not, you know, a, a good show because of that. And I think it's elevated up a lot. Elevated from what? Though? Elevated from being basically like, like you know, you mentioned Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes. Would you consider Mystery Science Theater three thousand in itself? You know, the reviews of movies in itself, movies. No. Okay. Probably not, no. So, what would you consider Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, in itself? Well, you it's a like... hybrid. Hmm. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's different, though, because if Mystery Science Theater, if it wasn't about a guy with puppets, but it was cartoon characters, you know, talking to a cartoon mad scientist, yeah, I consider it animation. But... I, I did. I just really have to disagree with you. I think that I think that this is one of those series that's that is elevated up beyond what it really was meant to be. And I know you're going to be mad about me saying meant to be here. And I just think that it has a lot of following because it was just wacky and zany, and there's nothing else quite like it before or after. But if, if you're going to say there's nothing like it before or after, I think that's a damn good reason for including it on a list. We're not talking about a list of significance. We're talking about a list of favorites. Well, what the hell? Well, you can't say list of favorites because a favorite is an opinion. If you want criteria for it, like you well, said. Well, that, that's the thing. IGN's list has no criteria. Well, look, if you want, yeah, and I think you're trying to create a list of criteria, right? And you're saying these ones, all the, these shows, although they may be liked, do not meet the criteria of the list of significance. Is that what you're trying to do? No, I'm saying that they don't match a list of actual quality to be on a top hundred. Well by quality well, and I'm going by I'm I'm going by quality and going by someone who is trying to pick a list based off of, like I said, their own readers uh, demographic and I'm, what they're reading from a book. Trying to make make a list that's trying to make, sound both intellectual and both please the readers versus making a list that's based off of some other criteria that it would be a better criteria to list the top. No, look, no, but, but what you're saying is that a good li a list of, you know, of seminal animated shows needs criteria, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, and you're saying that it's not enough to put something on just because you like it or because of nostalgia. I think that nostalgia has a lot to do with Space Ghost being on lists, and I think that it's also because no one quite knew how to quantify it before. Yeah, but see, I think that makes it significant. It makes it significant, but we're not talking about a list of, of most significant. We're talking about a list of top. Well, what do you consider top? Isn't most significant a way of saying top? Well, if you want to go by most significant, uh, Birth of a Nation is one of the most significant films ever. Yes, it is, and if you and I'm not, while I disagree with the racist me, with the racist message, you know, it's still a tremendous landmark. It basically invented, you know, movies as we know it. it deserves, I, I, how did it even get to this point? <laughs> I don't know. It, this happens all the time, pretty much whenever we talk. Because for a minute, I was about to I was about to suggest someone put on the Mortal Kombat theme. Let's yeah, just move on to number two. Yes. Ren and Stimpy. Okay. I think Ren and Stimpy is very wacky, but at the same time, I think people just love it to death for 
all the wrong reasons. It's sort of like it's sort of similar to the the problem that South Park has. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, my well, sister doesn't like it because she didn't like the uh, she didn't like the the look of the animation. It turned her off. The animation was actually one of the saving graces for me, but at the same time, I just think that you know when they started going more and more out there. Yeah. They were basically losing whatever little uh, spark they had with the original idea. Yeah, you know when yeah as it as it went on, I was you know and I loved the show when it first started. In fact, it was it was one of the first shows that I was forbidden to watch because and that just made you want to see it more. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, because I, I made the mistake of um, <clears throat> watching um, watching it with my parents. It was the the one with yeah. Sven. Cousin Sven or whatever. Oh god! And afterwards, they're like, "You're never watching that show again." <laughs> I was like, bombed. As it went on, it was just like lost steam for me. It was just like, okay, uh, it's like they're just doing shit just to do it, you know. And it's it's like, all right. Let, I'll let Neil to go on about his feelings about Ren and Stimpy now. Yeah, the thing about Ren and Stimpy is that there's actually two Ren and Stimpies. Well, three actually. The first two seasons are all Spumco, and that's really where the, all the gold is. And then the next three seasons were all Bob Camp taking over the show, and those those are the ones that are shown on all the on the Nick Loading rerun network now. And they rarely show the the Spumco episodes anymore. Yeah, because they they uh, got more shit for it, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that's that's the weird thing. The the later episodes are almost more violent than what the Spumco episodes were. There's this one episode where it's Ren's 10th birthday, and he discovers that he's elderly in dog years. So at the end of the episode, it's he and Stimpy in a grave, and this worm comes in, and off-camera, he eats their brains out. And the parting shot is this picture of Ren and Stimpy with their heads ripped open and their brains eaten out. And it was disgusting. And that was, like, way more extreme than anything uh, Chris Felusi did. So it was a very weird dichotomy that Nick went for, and... I don't under mm-hmm. I, I don't understand later seasons at all. I, mean, I don't think I don't think I ever even watched this show. Honestly, I know I want like I think maybe my my parents had forbidden it too, and I was I honestly just didn't care enough about it to watch it. But I watched Rocco's Modern Life a lot, and I watched it before I watched Ren and Stimpy. And when I saw Ren and Stimpy, I was like, "This is like a second-rate Rocco." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you say that to the wrong person, you might get uh, you might get dicked. Yeah, you might get you might maimed. Yeah, Don at uh, what's your email address? Uh, Don, uh, I think it's Don dot McCloud at uh, gmail dot com. That is it exactly. Wink. Yes. Anyways, number one. This one is agreed upon by nearly everybody here, so I feel pretty good about listing number one. And this yeah. actually got in the top ten of IGN's list, so that's how you know that list is bullshit. Family Guy. Yes. Ah, I was guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the story one more time, Neil. Go ahead. In the latest episode of Family Guy I saw, they had the sequence with a motorbike. Motorbike is just sitting there. It's not even moving. They're not even panning around it. It's just a stationary motorbike. And it is computer generated. I have this theory about Seth MacFarlane. He he wants this cartoon to be absolutely pristine to the point where it's just so sanitized and generic looking. 
and sterile. No, he, he doesn't. Yeah, sterile. He doesn't want. He doesn't want any variances in the artistic uh, styles of each of his animators. He doesn't. He doesn't want any of that. He wants it to look exactly like how he envisions it in his head, which is uh, sterile. You know, yeah, sterile. Nothing moving. Just. Really, really quick moment, a uh, really quick uh, herky jerky movement, so that they can get to the next part where nothing is moving again. And it, I, I've built this theory. I've based this theory on uh, just listening to the man talk on his own commentary DVDs. And by the by the time you get to season four, you begin to realize that this man is a control freak. Yeah, and, he sounds, it sounds like a taskmaster. Yeah, he 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 talks about his older episodes like, oh, isn't this terrible? And I actually think season one and two are, even though they're animated kind of wonky, they they have a lot more character to them. And he's just going, oh, oh, isn't this awful? And you get to the later episodes where everything is like really static, and yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, this is so much better. It's kind of like a Howard Hughes kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of other things with uh, Seth MacFarlane. It's, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the jokes in the Family Guy pilot were told twice before then. It's he actually pitched lots of the same jokes from that pilot like three times. There uh-huh. was the first time with that one show with the dumb guy and his dog. That's not Family uh, Guy. It wasn't even a show. It was his student film. And in that show, he did the Philadelphia joke. Oh yeah. God! And then, by the way, then, it's it's Larry and Steve, yeah. which actually did turn into a short for Cartoon Network. And then he did the the Philadelphia joke in the Larry and Steve. And then he did the Family Guy pilot where he did the Philadelphia joke again. And then when he did the first episode of Family Guy, he did the Philadelphia joke one more time. He just loves that joke, doesn't he? Well, he didn't want to write a new episode. I've never seen a show that, that yeah, took, the sa- took the same story from the pilot and turned it into the first episode. Well, or, Very rarely have I seen that. Yeah, yeah I, think that's the, yeah, that's, I think that's what turned me off from it it's just like it doesn't seem special well the thing for me is this it in the larry and steve short the in the tom hanks uh philadelphia gag when they show tom hanks on the screen he looks more like tom hanks they did in the family guy get version of the gag yeah he hadn't quite gotten uber generic yet he still had yeah, you know, yeah a little it, style it, in him <laughs> in fact a little joke i told neil is you look at the how they animate tom brady give him orange hair and changes his nose a little and he's Lois's brother. Actually, I just saw that football episode recently and I'm like, oh my god, it is. Yeah, and that's why whenever they have a celebrity guest star or a celebrity joke on Family Guy, they have to announce who the celebrity is out loud. Hello there, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Sorry I'm so quiet, guys. I heard you talking about Family Guy and then my brain just turned off as it normally does. Yeah, again... It's, well, the, it's going well, the back Simpsons, to... The Simpsons has a celebrity character. The Simpsons has a style that they can easily caricaturize people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could tell who it is right away. Like, yeah. you know, like when they did the Lollapalooza thing and so on and so forth. And... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like what you were saying with Catherine Zeta-Jones, like that's like Buster's joke. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> they're doing Buster's joke, but with... And like I said, the, Tom Brady with... Uh, it looks like Lo- Lois's brother. With, yeah. with a different hair and a slightly different nose. It's also, told, another thing is that uh, I, I told Neil that, and I actually showed Neil the, cl- the the screen caps, and Neil's like, "Oh my god, it's like Control Alt Delete." Yeah. Every, the like, the only major difference is that Lois's brother has Lois's nose. Yeah. 
and like orange the, hair. It's a whole B up arrow U type of thing that they so anyway, Stephanie was starting to say something. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah the other thing was that, like, I, I've, I can't sit through any of them. But I did once, and I just, I didn't like it. It was too jump-cutty. It was just too non-sequitur, you know, for the sake of being non-sequitur. It wasn't like, it, it had nothing to do with anything. It wasn't oh, in context. One thing we have to bring up. Jimmy Corrigan. Okay. Who? Stewie Griffin is one of the favorite oh. characters of Family Guy, but Stewie Griffin is not unique or original. No. Mm. Jimmy Corrigan is uh, there's a there was a there was a cartoon strip called uh, The Life of Jimmy Corrigan about a, a genius uh, boy who hates his mother and tries to kill her with a football shaped head. Yeah. And he actually gives very Stewie like montages. I think I have that book. I think my sister gave me that book, and I didn't get around to reading it. So I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's not only that. It's just that it's, you know, it's the writing is static, or or and when it's not static, it's problematic. And it's just like you're just making a joke just to piss people off and to get them riled up. And it's like, you know, And I saw him on. I think I saw him on MTV once. Seth MacFarlane, and he was. Fucking annoying! I wanted to punch he had, him. He had this. He had this like the smug uh, grin all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, and he just and he does the voices. He acts like he's Robin Williams, and I'm like, well, what the are thing you doing? when he does the voices, I noticed. I actually saw him footage of him doing the Stewie voice. Yeah. They must do a heck of a job on post when he does a Stewie voice because he has a lisp when he does it. Okay. Yeah. That's nowhere near it on the show. So I think they do some post on his voice when he does the Stewie voice. That sounds about right, yeah. Because, you know, everything else is fake on that show. Yeah, just everything about it is just like, it's just flat, 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 flat. And I just don't, I don't know why people liked it so much, why they brought it back. One thing to notice, whenever you watch two characters having a conversation on Family Guy, turn off the sound and watch their eyes. Their eyes always do the same thing. You know, the one who's doing the talking, his eyes are half open. He's talking, 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 talking. His eyes go wide for a second, narrows down, and then goes half open again, conversation over. Every conversation, the eyes are like that. That's weird. So now you're always going to see that. You think so, I'm lying, but watch it. You will no, see. No one thinks you're lying. No, everyone's, everyone's thinking back to every conversation in Family Guy going, oh, yeah, they do do that. Yeah. And I, I can see it now forever when I close my eyes. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that when I talk. <laughs> like my eyes are going to be half... Actually, this gag doesn't really work on a podcast, so never mind. Yes. <laughs> Notice my eyes when I'm talking, Catherine Cedar Jones. <laughs> but really, like I said, it? it's the it's the uh, motorbike that really got me because because in the first couple seasons, if the car is ever moving, they animate the car moving. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. I never thought, you know, that car looks really bad. I never <clears> thought that. And now if they even show a car, it's not, it doesn't even have to be moving. They have to computer animate or generate that car or any vehicle. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a computer generate a skateboard because they're too scared to show a skateboard anymore. Seth hasn't quite hit the, hit the level of, of uh, George Lucas yet, but if he starts going back and redoing the old episodes, then he becomes George Lucas. When they when they start throwing in the walkie well, he, he completely like, redid yeah. he completely redid the Star Wars episodes pretty much almost word for word. By the way, the worst way to do a parody is to do a 
transcription. That's not a parody. That's a transcription. If you went back and redid the old episodes, how would you tell? Because then all of a sudden, all the it would be sanitized. All the animation of the vehicles will be gone, and they'll all be computer generated. No, the the animation on the old episodes is much smoother. It's also Every, everything's everything's herky jerky now. Like, watch watch the version of the uh, the opening theme that they have now, then compare it to something from season two, and you'll notice right away that instead of all these smooth movements that they have, the characters are all are like jumping from like one pose to the next. It's really annoying what they do now. And one thing is they keep on saying Meg is ugly and you can't really tell because the animation style doesn't really the character designs aren't good enough to convey that so yeah. they have to tell you yeah waka waka <laughs> boy we just hate family guy here don't we that's the whole thing about the show but it's, it's normal and healthy to hate it the whole thing about the show is that it's a show that thinks it's funny it thinks yeah that's it what it is it's clever too that's the thing it thinks it's clever and smart and sophisticated it's, yeah, it's very wink and a nod, and it's like, uh, no, no. It's, a, it's like there's a statistic I've read where people who say, you know, and think that they're smart and, cap- and capable are actually all just, you know, total dundering anuses. And, but That's a people, good one. I have to remember that. You. I'm proud of that. I'm going to write that down. But, you know, but people, you know, who are actually qualified are t- tend to be a lot more humble. And a lot more self-effacing. It's like because you know if you if you're good at something, you know how much you don't know about it. Well, if you're bad, if you're bad at something, you think you know everything. Like you're a teenager. Here's some, here's something that shows how non-creative the Family Guy staff is. The cutaway gags in in the show are very famous for segueing all the way out of the show. And the thing is this, they never really had a name for it in the production room until South Park gave them a name for it, which they started using. Mm-hmm. Manatee jokes. Yeah. South Park gave them that name, and they started, they liked that name so much that, see, they couldn't even give a name for their own writing techniques. Someone else had see, Oh, I just remember the, like, the when they did the parody, the, it would always, that part would always start with, if you think that's bad, remember the time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, that's how you the know? show really is. Yeah, well, no, I agree. Steel's favorite episode of Family Guy without any cutaway jokes. Oh God, damn that episode! <laughs> it that I think that was that was Seth's experiment to say, look, I could put the most boring episode on TV and people will watch it. And sure enough, he had an entire episode where it's just him talking to himself because he's Brian and Stewie, locked in a locked in like a bank vault. And it's 22 minutes of them going, well, you know, Brian, <laughs> how would you like to eat the shit out of my diaper? You know, <laughs> it's funnier when you say it because you have a character in your voice, your character is not, your voice isn't homogenized by a computer. That's the Scorsese director's cut version, isn't it? No, that happened in the episode that Brian ate Stewie shit. Yeah. And the, it was just, how much can we make people watch and still get praised? And sure enough, that's like the most revered episode. Yeah, people are like, this episode is great. It has so much character development between these, these two <laughs> Like, really? You know, if we're talking about um, the Family Guy manatee gang, so, I mean, well, we weren't kind of talking about them, but, well, Scrubs did the same thing. I mean, all the t- all the time. I mean, they were, I'm pretty sure they did it well before Family Guy. 
Well, with Scrubs, uh, I didn't watch a lot of Scrubs, but I remember one episode that had me laughing where the nurse, or what's her name? Is she a nurse or is she just a... Which one? Is she... The blonde. The blonde. No, she's a doctor. Okay. What happened was... I think this was before she was a doctor, but what happened was... She was always a doctor. Well, what happened was a patient was, like, (laughs) dying, and so she just pulls up her shirt... And they, and then he stops dying, and then and then what happens is same patient goes cold blue, and there's actually everybody trying to help him. She says, "Hold on, I got this. I have magic breasts," and she does it again, and he dies anyways. <laughs> was that is it? Was that a doctor? I wish I went to the hospital. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, I just think it's interesting though. The two shows can do the same. Th- you know, can can do the same thing. I mean, obviously, Scrubs is in a cartoon, but only yeah. barely. Two cartoons can do the same thing, and one can be funny and one can't, because The Simpsons did a uh, Woodrow and Bernstein gag, and it was funny. Well, Family Guy did it, and they had to use Kermit the Frog, and it wasn't funny. Oh, God, I remember that Family Guy. Oh, why that, why, what the fuck was it, Kermit? What was in that episode? A lot of drugs. That explains everything. Yeah. No, season one, they were really trying to, or at least I think Seth was playing it safe in the first couple of seasons and trying to capture the same kind of elements as The Simpsons, at least on a surface level. You know what I mean? I mean, he even stole the uh, Marge gambling bit for Lois. Oh. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that. What a sh- just shameless man. And... You know, on the surface, he was doing that, and then as soon as the show was canceled, and as soon as it came back, he says, "Like, you know what? I'm, I'm untouchable now. They begged for me to come back. I can do whatever the fuck I want." And here we are. Mm-hmm. And you know what? His enterprise is getting worse and worse, because after that was American Dad, which was terrible. It, it looks like the same thing. I can't tell the difference. And then after that is the Cleveland show. Oh, oh my don't God. even get me started on that. Stephanie, would you like to get started on that? Well, uh, well, first of all, I don't know why they chose um, white actors to do the voice of a black family. But well, uh, well, to be fair, what they did was they uh, actually got the uh, got the shoe polish first for the actors right before. They oh no, no, Ben. <laughs> <sighs> But it's okay because they're all Democrats, so they aren't being insensitive. I suppose. <laughs> I'm sorry for making those jokes, but it's just Seth. You make it easy, man. Well, some some of the things he does, he does like he doesn't understand the the difference between a uh, a good running gag and something that is just. Well, the one thing is the one running gag that you actually liked. They killed. Yeah, they they killed. Yeah, they keep killing the running gags that I think are genuinely funny, in favor of. Preachy shit. Yeah, like the Varnaby guys you liked a lot. Yeah, I, I like the... Uh, the vaudeville uh, Yeah, the yeah. vaudeville guys. Because yeah. it was a quick gag, and I, I actually... I, I, I kind of have that thing where I like the... Uh, that snappy 1930s through 1960s acting style, where everyone's talking like this, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Family Guy... The other thing is this. With The Simpsons, Homer is a lovable idiot. And the show was originally, Bart was originally the main character, but Homer quickly got the limelight and everyone loved Homer. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Family Guy, the main character, was always meant to be P. 
Peter Griffin, and Peter Griffin is not a lovable idiot. Peter Griffin, Griffin is a no, selfish, he's just, he's selfish, just uh, selfish, fat man, child asshole. And the thing is this, you're not supposed to feel any sympathy for him, you're not supposed to feel any empathy for him, and it's just sick and disgusting because you're watching this asshole do asshole things and you're supposed to think it's funny. Yeah, basically, yeah. And none of the characters are likable or lovable. You know, Brian is a, you know, Quagmire had a really good rant about why Brian's an asshole. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the fans on both sides of the political spectrum were very happy with that episode. <laughs> yeah, because because Brian gets on the soapbox a lot. Yeah, and th- to see him kind of taken down like that was uh, delicious to a lot of people. Yeah, and Lois is an asshole as well. Mm-hmm. well no, Lois he... is kind of kind of randomly an asshole because she'll just do stuff that doesn't make sense even within the context of her own character, like. The one episode where she was just spontaneously anti-gay marriage for some reason. No, what about, like, about what about the one where she decided that uh, she she decided that she likes robbing things? Yeah, it's just like we don't know what to do with Lois, so let's do this random thing that we never had before. We don't we don't like we don't know what to do with Lois, so she goes fucking crazy. Yeah. There was one episode where Peter was you know was abstinent for no reason, and so you know she decided that you know she just couldn't take care of herself. So she had to rape him. Ugh. Yeah. And that was... <sighs> and yeah, put... now you see why. I, <laughs> that was, that I was don't... the episode with ear sex, by the way. Yes. Uh, and the, it's hard, it doesn't make it better. It's hard to top ear sex, but rape will do that. Eesh. And, and she was portrayed as being in the right. You know? I mean... <sighs> it's like that Devin Grayson thing, where Nightwing got raped... And you know, and the, and the author and and the author Devin Grayson, who changed her name to Grayson because she wanted to be Nightwing's wife, said, "Oh, it's not rape; it's just non-consensual." Um, <laughs> That's what rape is. Yeah. Oh God! Can we says, go back to talking about Bobby's world? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but you know, it's like I said, Family Guy is in the top ten of IGN's list, and I'm like, this thing's a piece of shit. Why do you think they put it on the list, Neil? I'm out of excuses for them. I don't. I don't know. Don, I'm going with group mind, some kind of lowest common denominator hive mind thing, very similar to the Canadian thing, except without the as. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's 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 well. You know, it's, it's, well, the hive mind actually not... has a lot of errors because there's huge black spots, dark spots in Quebec. Yeah, well, we're we don't like to think about those people. <laughs> those people. Oh, I see how Don goes. If hey, hey, if you're up on Canadian politics, that was hilarious, and also not at all offensive. Well, you, you know what? I I feel bad if a if a former French president came to my country and told all of the French, you know, French American citizens to rebel. Yeah. Well, I don't see what the I don't see what the French guy did that. I mean, they don't like Quebec either. Well, yeah, it's a Charles de Gaulle went to to Quebec like twenty years ago and tried to instigate a revolution. I think it's like I don't know what it, it's like when the guys they use cannon fodder. It's like Charles de Gaulle was using the Quebec the the Quebecois Quebecy Quebecois Quebecois. Thank you. I've never actually said that word before. I don't know. <laughs> he was using them as like as like. Cannon fodder, I guess. 
because they're not really French. They're just French enough to think they're French. French enough for that uh, self-important attitude. Exactly. And by the <laughs> way, it's uh, there's a really funny clip on the collegehumor.com called Seth MacFarlane's Secret that you have to watch. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> because it explains exactly what Family Guy is. And it actually looks about as good as Family Guy, except I think the animation has a little bit more character. I think they point out that all the uh, all the animal family members of all the shows are basically <laughs> the same character. Yeah. Like like Roger on, uh, on American Dad. Yeah. Who is a running gag that is... And we're out. It's welcome in the first episode because he's uh, he's Paul Lind, and Paul Lind is the only one who could do Paul Lind because. Well, Paul to Lind's be fair, funny. to be fair, the uh, the the five second Paul Lind uh, imitator in that one episode of The Simpsons was pretty good, but then again, it was only for five seconds. Yeah, the Scoutmaster. Yeah, it, it's good as don't a be afraid to use your nails, boys. It's it's good as a one time only joke to keep doing it. And not be Paul Lind is torture. How many seasons did American Dad go? Uh, is, it, is, it up, is it up to five or six now? Oh, oh my God! Dear Lord, no! And you know, I'm I'm sorry if I'm. I know we have a couple of uh, uh, Democrats in the room, but the thing I I dislike about Family Guy and the other Seth MacFarlane shows is they are so unapologetically liberal. I have to really, agree. because I I don't I don't get that at all. I see a lot of uh, I don't I don't really see a, a political thing there, but I, I, I do, and it's very strong. Uh, I don't know. Some of it I'm okay with when it's just like a quick gag, like when they did uh, the episode where Peter finds out that he's retarded. They did the quick gag where uh, it's like uh, the intelligence chart, you know, normal people, retarded people, and then below it is like you know creationists. That I thought was funny. Uh, when when we get into the episodes where it's like the gay marriage episode, even when I agree with this, <laughs> I'm like, oh come on! It's again, it's like the fireworks factory. I'm I'm wanting them to get to that, and they're like they're preaching this. And Don, you agreeing with me? Yeah, I think though that like honestly, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, I'm agreeing with you. I don't. I think though, was I one of the Democrats you mentioned? Because I'm not sure. You yes, you are. You're 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 think... totally you're totally a Democrat, Don. I don't think I am. I'm not sure I am. You're for national health care. Well, that's because I'm Canadian, and that's look, look, whatever my look, whatever my politics are, I don't think Family Guy does a good job. I think with it's, it's, it's like with the it's like with the Boondocks again. They, whatever the, you know, whatever they say, they're preachy about it. You know, they. they well, the problem with being preachy is we establish that the whole cast is full of assholes. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you want to do something like that. You got to have one guy be right and everyone else be wrong. And but the one guy, he has to always be right about everything to the nth degree. You know, it, well, the, well, the thing is, is he if he even if he's right to the nth degree in that show, he's still an asshole character. Well, take, for instance, uh, let, let me take an example of a character actually preaching from a good cartoon that's beloved by everybody in the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Uh huh. Linus gives a little preach about what christmas really is no oh, yeah yeah the story and of, it, it the story does, of christ yeah and it doesn't come off as as obnoxious as anything family guy happens because why linus is a little kid and linus was not an asshole throughout the whole movie yeah well to be 
I I agree with you about about that, but I don't think that's the same thing because like. Well, I'm just I'm just it, saying it that just, if it, it's, it's a bitter say, pill to swallow if if it's coming from an asshole. Yeah, but if you're going to say yeah, though, it that, sounds hypocritical. Is is I think that's what he's trying to say. It's very well. No, hypocritical. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I agree with him that that Linus not being an asshole was important. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying that, that, that there's a that there's a difference between saying, "Oh, hey, this you know this Christian holiday called Christmas about the birth of Christ is actually about the birth of Christ," and you know going off I mean, because like you have to. I mean, I don't think you could argue that it isn't about that. You could say, I mean, but say, but saying something about game, you know, about I don't know, gay marriage or whatever. That's that's your opinion, and what you're doing is you're presenting your opinion as absolute fact within the context of the story. You're not giving not necessarily. It... I mean, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough call. It's Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm just tough. saying that the number one is all the main characters are characters with no redeeming values whatsoever. Yeah. And number two, they preach to you. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to take that, Lois Griffin seriously when she pre- preaches about the sanctity of family and marriage when oh, really? she when she fucked Bill Clinton. Oh, well, I don't know, but I've like I said, I've <laughs> I, I'm, sat, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there, and that's exactly what it is. Two episodes, like maybe two, one or two episodes, and then that was it for me. So I don't really, I didn't really catch on to, you know, what you're talking about. Okay, well that that that's fair, but what I described has really happened. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's bullshit yeah. on both sides. That's right. that's why I don't really, I don't really identify as Democrat, even though I am registered as one. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of disingenuous, you know, things. All right. Well, it, it's, I think I think this has been like a thirty percent Family Guy show. <laughs> I and, never thought it would be. <laughs> and Canadian American politics. Yeah. Not really. We didn't really talk about that. I mean, Charles de Gaulle is more like a Canadian French politics. Well, it happened in Canada, so... Yeah, but America wasn't involved. It was not Canadian-American. Yeah, it was... No, 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 can, no that's what I was saying. Like, Canadian slash American. Okay. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Uh, you know, this this is my, my list, and uh, not everyone agreed with me, but that's great. We want people on the show that don't agree with either me or Neil. We want people that would like to spark debate. I think this is actually one of our better episodes because we had a lot of dialogue. We want that. We want people to be on the show like that. So I just want to put that out there. Everyone check out the schedule. See what episodes you want to be on. You know, Drop us a comment. Say, I want to be on this. I want to be on that. We will we'll be interested in you. If you disagree with us, we want you on. Yeah, we, we, we want dissent, substops. Yes. So, uh, so once again, this is uh, Ben. TV's Mr. Neil. I'm Don. I'm Stephanie. All right. Good night. Goodbye.